All You Need to Know, the BQ Prime podcast that prepares you for the day's business. Good morning and thanks for listening in. Happy Monday to you. This is the Daily Morning Update from BQ Prime and I'm Alex Matthew. Today is the 29th of May. Here's everything that you need to know. In the top news, a key overhang for the world economy has been removed this weekend. In the US, Democrats and Republicans have come to an understanding on the debt ceiling, with President Joe Biden and House Speaker Kevin McCarthy voicing confidence that their deal will pass Congress, thereby averting a historic default. Now, the leaders must convince enough members of their respective parties that the agreement is a better deal than the global economic consequences of a default by the world's largest economy. The deal suspends the debt ceiling, effectively giving US Treasury unlimited borrowing authority till January 2025 before another debt ceiling increase would require congressional approval. That would be a win for the Democrats, especially Joe Biden, who wouldn't have to face another debt limit battle before seeking re-election next year. Now, the negotiators have agreed to keep non-defense spending roughly flat next year and increase it by just 1% in 2025, according to a report by Bloomberg. That relates to discretionary spend and does not extend to mandatory programs like defense, Medicare and Social Security. Now, turning to news back home, the new parliament building was inaugurated by Prime Minister Narendra Modi over the weekend, and the event saw attendance from 25 political parties, while 20 others boycotted the event. They alleged that Prime Minister Modi was sidelining the President Draupadi Murmu. Keeping in view the future requirements, arrangements have been made for a meeting of 888 members, and that is, of course, in the Lok Sabha, and 384 members in the Rajya Sabha. The Indian capital market regulator is likely to make life easier for venture capital and private equity funds that have emerged as large pools of risk capital for businesses that are often ignored by public market and high street banks. That's a report by The Economic Times. Last Friday, the Securities and Exchange Board of India told several leaders at alternative investment funds that it would do a comprehensive review of regulations to simplify, ease and reduce the cost of compliance for such funds. That basically relates to venture capital and private equity funds. In an email to about 20 fund officials and senior professionals, SEBI has asked them to suggest ways to lessen the compliance burden on the funds. Now, the Economic Times has also reported that a cabinet secretary-headed panel is scheduled to interview shortlisted candidates on the 1st of June for the post of RBI Deputy Governor. This is because a post falls vacant on the 21st of June after MK Jain completes his extended tenure. The vacancy for the RBI Deputy Governor's post has been reserved for a commercial banker. According to the report, five candidates have been shortlisted, including a non-executive chairman of a public sector bank. Now, U.S. employers are gradually dialing back the pace of hiring and hourly earnings are moderating, offering some solace to the Federal Reserve policymakers in their bid to reduce still elevated inflation. 
Government data on Friday is projected to show that payrolls in the world's largest economy increased by less than 200,000 in May, down from the average monthly job growth of about 370,000 over the past year. That's a Bloomberg report. In international markets, U.S. stocks are poised to have a strong start to the trading week, with futures pointing to strong gains. And all three early rises in the Asia-Pacific region have started positive. In fact, the Nikkei 225 in Japan was higher by 1.6% last I checked. And with that, it's over to Neeraj Shah for the trade setup for the day in India. Morning, Neeraj. We're just shy of the 16,500 mark for the Nifty 50 as of Friday, and the queues are looking great. What are you focusing on at the start of the week? Morning, Alex. There is optimism on the street and with reason. With the U.S. debt deal being reached, uh, Asia markets have started off really well, as you would have noticed and marked as well. But it's not just what's happening in Asia this morning. It's also how our week ended. And uh, there was optimism towards the close. And Reliance is coming back into the mojo, which is actually a really good sign from an equity watcher's perspective. You usually It usually gets those juices flowing. And that is something that people should bear in mind when they're looking at markets performance. So it, in the last week ended well, about a percent and a quarter or thereabouts. Friday Nifty touched 18,500 for the first time in 2023. 45 of the 50 Nifty stocks ended higher. 151 stocks from the FNO universe ended positive. You couldn't have asked for a better close to the week, to be honest. So the momentum is on the upside. FPI flows are likely to continue supporting the market. And bunch of, aside of reliance, aside of banking, a bunch of people talking about aviation, real estate, discretionary consumption stocks, remaining the most sought after in the local dealing rooms. It's an okay day of results. No big large names, but a clutch of um, important names um, in Adani Transmission, KNR Constructions, Natco Pharma, Sobha, that is Heikel and Nocel, as well as ITI and Railway Kasnigam, both which benefit from the railway and the other aspects also coming out with the numbers. But the stocks to watch, and it's a long laundry list, but I'll try and make it quick. So Balakrishna Industries, uh, in line with the other tire companies, has done exceptionally well. Revenue is much higher, uh, led by sequential improvement in volumes, which is still constrained though, but doing well. EBITDA numbers look robust. Margins expand 831 basis points QOQ to 20.3%. The estimates were 16.1%. So 400 basis points higher than margins. Maybe a sharp fall in other expenses may have attributed to the fall in logistics costs, but be that as it may, strong improvement. And as a result of which the profit after tax at 255 crore versus estimates of 199. The key is the stock has already rallied in anticipation of strong margins in fourth quarter. And I think it will wait for some positive guidance on volumes in the coming quarter uh, for getting the next trigger. Ahluwalia contracts, 18% jump in revenue, margins expand 400 basis points again, and therefore the pat up 70% could do well. Marsha seamless, strong numbers, revenues up 14%, EBITDA margins expand more than 700 basis points. And while the net profit, reported net profit is down 6%, that is because the company declared 83 crores as provisions written back due to amalgamation. Uh, and the deferred tax outgo for the period also jumped to 11 crores versus about 5 crores in the corresponding quarter last year. Otherwise, the net profit growth also should have looked robust. NCC numbers looked okay. Revenues up 42%. EBITDA margins expand 200 basis points or 150 basis points. Net profit, though, was down because there was an exceptional item of 172 crores 
in Q4 FY22. So again, don't look at the bottom line numbers, but the numbers seem okay. Indigo Paints, no such one-offs, no such comparatives, just a good quarter. Revenues up 12%, EBITDA margins expand 400 basis points nearly, net profit up 40%, strong show. ONGC had a bit of a weak quarter but unexpected lines. BHEL2 had a bit of a weak quarter on expected lines, but in BHEL's case, the order inflow jumped quite strongly, highest order inflow in five years, and that may just spur the sentiment on the stock, which might be marred by the margin disappointment. Lumax had a terrible quarter, margins down, pat down, PNC Infratech too, margins down, pat down. Specialty restaurants had a horrible quarter. Chumbal Fertilizers had a terrible quarter, a bit of margins at 3% versus 11%. And Karnataka Bank saw its gross NPAs and net NPAs inching up a bit, as well as Renuka Sugar saw the net profit being down 72%. So that might have a bit of a reaction. Very quickly, in terms of news flow and large stocks, by the way, Tata Motors, Outlook has been raised to positive from stable by Moody's. Uh, Sun Pharma, uh, Taro Pharma said that Sun Pharma has made a buyout, buyout proposal at $38 per share, excuse me. And lastly, in HDFC's case, the Economic Times reports that Bearing Private Equity is set to acquire HDFC Credilia Financial Services for $1.3 to $1.5 billion. So maybe that could be in focus as well. All in all, a busy morning. Expect some optimism and the bullishness. In words of Dr. C.K. Narayan, expect the weak to continue to remain bullish. Thanks so much for tuning in to this podcast. And with this, as Alex. It's back to you. Thanks, Neeraj. And as always, thank you all for listening in. Do remember to check out the website bqprime.com over the course of the day for all the news on the markets, business, and a lot more. This is Alex Matthews signing off. Have a great day.